Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hello everyone and welcome to the Thrive Tribe session today. We've got something very different today because I'm going to um, be sharing with you a guest who has something very important to talk about and that's courage. So bear with me, I'm going to share the bio. Global speaker Sandra Ford Watson, Walston, is known, I'm going to start that again, sorry. Hello everyone, and welcome to today's session for the Thrive Tribe. Today is going to be very special, we have a visitor, and our visitor is global speaker Sandra Ford Walston. She's known as the courage expert. She's got one job, and that's to teach people how to claim their courage. And when people engage Sandra, their lives move to their true self. For over 24 years, she's been a human potential specialist who studies courage. She's a certified Newfield coach and certified in the Enneagram and MBTI. The author of three books, Sandra is a trailblazer in the field of feminine courage everyday courage and organizational courage. She found that there's a direct correlation between your success quotient and your courage quotient. Sandra enjoys golf, skiing, yoga, travel, cooking, meditation, reading, and being an 11th hour hospice volunteer. For more of her insights, you can visit her website and we'll give you details of that later. And she also has a monthly newsletter that you can sign up to. So. I'm really, really pleased to be welcoming you, Sandra. And I wonder if you would outline for us, what do you use as a definition for courage? Oh, that's, uh, that's astute of you, Gina. And not surprising that that would be the first question out of the gate because it is the most important question as to what, how I have established my foundation. And I take us back to medieval old French courage, meaning heart and spirit. So it's not the dictionary, well, the dictionary definition or the Google definition or wherever you, like Wikipedia, whatever, of where it's usually persevering, uh, physical, something physical, or uh, facing fear. So I do not have any research on creating the duality of courage and fear. Um, so it is about, and when I say coming, the embracing the etymology of heart and spirit, I mean of what you said in my introduction about learning to walk in your true self, how to overcome, uh, said another way, how to overcome your false truths by applying your courage. So what is it you think that gets in the way of people being courageous? I mean, what makes one person incredibly courageous and another person feel that they, they can't manage something because they don't have enough courage? Yeah, so our reservoir of courage can be very low or we can be unconscious about it. The person, the people that I have interviewed, the men and women that I have interviewed that know how to continue to walk uh, their journey in their true self, 
uh, almost live in a state of um, uh, consciousness that keeps them in the present so that they know, oh my gosh, I just swallowed my voice. Or why did I not stand up in my convictions? Why did I stay in that on that job or in that relationship for over five years when I when I was suffering for all that time, knowing what the real truth was, but unable to step up. So these are the people who dance their dance. They, they, they dance in their courage and say, when my time comes to pass on, you know, I will, I will not have any misgivings. I will not have any regrets. The person who does it many times out of my 24 years confuses courage, like I said, with fear. Um, confuses courage with physical courage. I know in the United States we're big on physical courage. That would that would dovetail into bravery. So many times people will confuse courage with bravery. Bravery is physical courage and valor. Oh, look at me, you know. Yeah. And um, and so I have to constantly chisel uh, a refinement about the courage that I'm talking about and not commingling the word bravery. I think that's really interesting because for me, so much about the way in which we live our lives is around our mindset. If we believe we can, then we're halfway there. If we believe we can't, then it's pretty well a done deal. For me, courage is about those, those little acts on a daily basis, and I wonder what your thoughts were around that. Once again, bullseye on your part, um, you have such a keen insight because yes, it is those small steps. And I have a quote that I won't get exactly right, but I think it's in my first book, small steps of courage accumulate so that eventually we're more, we're more in our courage consciousness and our reservoir of courage is more full to be able to stand in our dignity, on our path, on our true self, on our yellow brick road, knowing that we will fall into potholes, yes, but we have the tools to, to get out. But as long as we confuse courage with bold, you know, I'll hear people call each other bold or gutsy or brazen or aggressive or moxie or always brave and, and all of the words, but they cannot dance around and say the word courage. And that's because you know, it sounds like it's a hero. I've done something sensational, fabulous, you know, or scandalous. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and that's what the courage is. But like you said, it is the everyday person, those accumulative small steps of courage that we stand in when we're present. Yes. I mean, one of the things that strikes me is with the people that I've, and I've worked with so many people where one of the things that they fear is stepping out of their comfort zone. And one of the things that I would say to them is, you know, you're in your comfort zone and it's very familiar and being, feeling, and using your words, courageous enough um, to move out of your comfort zone and be, feel discomforted, it's only going to be short term because it, as soon as you have stepped out of your comfort zone, the unfamiliar becomes familiar. But people are very resistant, aren't they, to being uncomfortable? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, it's staying, staying in the familiar, for my language, would be staying stuck in the status quo. Yep, yeah. And so when your time comes to pass on, I'm constantly preparing every day to die. We are dying <laughs> every day. To, we are 
dying every day, our cells, cellular structure. But I don't mean that as in a downer, like, oh my gosh, you just don't, you know. I mean it, I'm joyful. I want to stand up. I want to, I don't want to look in the mirror tonight and say, so, you know, why did you swallow your voice again? There's the yeah. familiar again, meaning I stayed in my familiar, you know, when, and I look in the mirror and I say, I wish I'd have had more courage. Well, in some ways that could be the first step if I just said those words, I wish I'd had more courage because then we could look at the consciousness level. Uh, I could look at my consciousness level and say, well, what kept me from it? You know, was it a chatter of something that my sixth grade teacher said? Was it something my grandmother said? What keeps me in that familiar uh, jargon instead of, uh, like you say, stepping out? Yeah. So imagine I'm your a new client and I come to you and I'm stuck in the status quo. <laughs> the strategy, what, how would you introduce me to strategies that would help me move forward? Well, if that's, you know, in that general question, the first thing I would, I would say, I would ask you, so do you have courage? I don't know. And if the person says, I don't know, or I've never really thought about that, or generally it'll be something like, well, um, you know, I, I think once in a while I do have courage, yeah. <laughs> courage, yes. and they can't even really say the word. So then uh, I would say, you know, then the first thing to start doing is to say the word. And yeah. out of my research, I found that there are 12 behaviors of courage. Okay. And if you picture them as kind of like an umbrella with yeah. the spokes, then there'd be 12 spokes, spokes, and those would all be equal in value. And at the top of an umbrella, it's generally a little point or a, a little heading up on top to keep it together. And um, that would be the, the courage, the heart and spirit. Because Aristotle says something like, Courage is the first of the virtues or the finest of the virtues, making all the other virtues possible. Okay. Of course, most people can't name more than two virtues, but that's another question. <laughs> so anyway, that's a different conversation, isn't it? <laughs> it's actually a very interesting one. It's, well, it's interesting to me. Um, but so there are twelve behaviors of courage. So I would I would give the person the diagram that I came up with, which, by the way, for your listeners, is on my website. Um, and so you want to be able to understand, uh, to what you said, somebody new with me, uh, the courage to stand in your convictions, the courage to take a risk, the, the courage to speak up, um, the courage to stand in your faith, whatever faith is. So it would be recognizing those 12 spokes, those 12 yes. behaviors of courage, and then being able to say, ah, here's a moment where I need to have the courage to stand in my convictions, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And is it your experience that people will have certain spokes, if you like, where they feel pretty confident, but other spokes where they, there's, there's no sense of being able to be courageous? Or do, oh, you, find it's generally, do you find it's more general across the piece? Uh, out of my research of something that I designed called guiding people, either in my training classes or in coaching, I guide them through what I call a courage portrait okay and yes Gina uh, there are generally people who are weighted in certain sections of those such as standing and convictions and then blind empty because uh, mm -hmm. I'll have them to count how many 
count up how many out of the 12 that you have. Now, I, I know I'm not telling you the whole story of the, of the courage portrait, but they basically get a, a, a vision as to who they are around their courage. And yes, some are weighted in certain ones and some are blind in others. Yes. That's interesting because, you know, what I've recognized about uh, many of the people I've worked with, that, that how they are professionally, for example, is incredibly different to how they are on a personal level. And I'm oh, interested yeah. in the, the balance that you find around courage in those two walks of life. Well, I, you know, I guess it, it would depend upon the person and how much they had at stake. You know, do they yeah. have more at stake at work because they don't really get along well with their boss? Um, or they are the boss and they're walking a fine line because the company's not doing very well. And then what, what is their relationship, you know, at home? To me, courage is courage. I stand in the dignity of my courage. Yes. So, you know, um, and when I say dignity, um, I'll share an example of what I call a higher integral level of courage consciousness. And that would be that the person walks in their life with, quote, where courage meets grace. Okay, that's an interesting concept. Would you like to expand on that? Well, what courage meets places where you are walking through your life, once again, very courage-centered. Yes. I'll call it the yellow brick road or your true self on your journey of whatever that journey is each day. And you make sure that you touch the cellular structure of, of a, every person's heart that you come across. In other words, you are consciously a word encourager. Right, okay. Rather than a discourager. Right. So you leave, uh, I call it my fairy goddess dust a little bit on everybody. I hope I'm doing that to your listeners. <laughs> I want to sprinkle a little fairy goddess dust to your listeners to, to reflect, hmm, well, when was the last time I said the word courage? Hmm. Isn't it interesting, though, how often there's not only encouraging or discouraging other people, but it, we were talking um, on one of the sessions quite recently about how we treat ourselves and yes. whether we are actually an encourager of ourselves, although I didn't use that language, but you know, whether you diss yourself or you dismiss yourself or whether you actually um, are giving yourself um, the, the, the credit really um, because so many people talk to and talk about other people much better than they do themselves. And so for yes. me, you know, encouraging yourself as well as others is really important. Yes, I, I once again, over the course of all the years, if I'm talking to somebody, man or woman, and they're telling a story, and it just is, it's just a bullseye in my research. In other words, yes. it's not physical courage, it's not valor, it's not sensational, amazing, tragic, scandalous, or glamorizing the superficial, not my work. And I say to them, thinking of the 12 spokes, I say to them, wow, I really admire your story of courage. It really fits in where you stood. You had the courage to stand in your convictions. And the majority of the time, Gina, this just breaks my heart. They will say, oh, you know, I, I, just, I just was doing whatever I thought was right and what I needed yeah. to do. So I, I take the opportunity to be a jerk <laughs> and I, I say to them, do you know you just discounted my compliment? 
because yeah. we do, we tend to discount our own small, to go back to what you said, our own small steps of courage. And I was teaching a class at DU on courage and this man raised his hand and he said, you know, my mother is very courageous. Now I know where this is going because once again, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to have a different response, but I don't. So I said, Eric, I could just picture him. I said, Eric, I'm just curious when, when you see your mom next, out of a normal conversation, would you just say, hey mom, do you have courage? And then you need to call me and tell me what she said. So he did. And do you think she said, well, yeah. <laughs> no, said, no, he said, she's just doing what she does. There you go. Yeah. We discount that journey. So we discount, and a lot of it is because we're using the word courage because our culture doesn't support those everyday small steps that we take. I think and someone else may not know that that took courage for me to speak up in that sales meeting or whatever. And in a sense, it doesn't matter that the other person acknowledges or not, I don't think. I think no. it's, much more it's whether you acknowledge it and own it. Exactly. Um, so one of the things that I'd be very interested in your take on is that the people who belong to the Thrive Tribe are very much wanting to be the best they can be, the best version of them that they can be. And we're all on a journey. We're all learning. And I wonder if you, you know, could give us two or three pieces of, of advice, your, your sound bites in terms of, of things for people to think about or to try um, that would keep them with courage um, at the center of their thoughts or uh, enable them to be more courageous in their daily living. So I think what you're asking me is some little tidbits, and I'm going to give you an example and you tell me if I'm understanding your, yeah, your okay. question. Um, so I always think about what, so even with you right now, Gina, so um, what courageous conversation am I not having, you know, and why am I not? Um, is, that, is that an example of, of things that they could, could ask manage, manage themselves with? Interestingly, I was running a, um, a course this morning for a group of managers about being uh, mentors to students and to young staff. And one of the things that came up is how often people find it difficult to have a conversation that they consider hard. You know, it's all right to say things are going well, but to have a, a professional and a constructive conversation with somebody is to say, do you know what? That's not good enough. You can do better. That people were uh, found that very difficult and in the past had resisted doing that. And, you know, in fact, I used the word courage this morning and said to them, you know, by having the courage to have those conversations, particularly if you do it in a constructive and supportive way, it's not a negative thing. It's actually you're doing them a service because if you don't say anything, how will they know? How will they grow and be better? So sometimes it is around being, it comes back for me to, to be to doing what you know is right, not necessarily what's easy. So one of the things that I do is to continue on if I'm, if I'm in sync with you is I will, I, I, I'll offer these insights as a courage coach. I'll, I'll give you some examples and I'll role play it for myself. So when I observe in myself that I'm feeling a little intimidated or maybe I'm gonna look stupid or yeah. maybe I don't know anything about this, 
you know, uh, you know, and they're going to look at me or whatever. I use uh, one of the words, there's 12 cousins to courage, and they all start with a C, and one of them is confess. Okay. And so I will just say, you know, Gina, I need to confess to you that I really don't know anything about that topic, and I would really, really value learning more about it. Yeah. Or another example will be, um, I want to I want to contribute to something in it, and so I will say I'll role play again. Um, I this takes a lot of courage for me to share this with you all. Blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. And it, what it does, it sets up as a linguistics coach. It sets up a whole different means of listening. Wow, this is this is a big deal for her. I better listen. I I want to yeah. have a little more of a sensitivity to her. So I set it up, I tee it up in a way that allows, that, that pulls a different kind of listening on the other side as compared to what most folks say, well, I think we should do this, or, yeah. you know, I, I believe that we used to do that. You know, it, 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 it offers an opportunity to crisper, more enlightened listening. And I, I think that's really, really um, very um, important. And for me, some of that comes from the fact that you're being genuine, authentically being you and being prepared to be vulnerable, but doing yes. it in a way that's not about weakness. Because there's a strength, isn't there, in saying, you know, I, I don't know, or I don't feel comfortable with this, but I'm gonna do it anyway, because I think it's important enough to do it. So I think that's, that's an incredibly important principle for people to take on board. Well, that would be something you would want to say to yourself in the silence. But the, the point I was trying to make is to use the linguistics of the words. I need to others. Yeah. No, I, I, need I absolutely understand. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Uh, uh, but for, uh, I think that it not only is incredibly helpful in terms of the other person and setting up that relationship for both of you, but I th there's so many other things going on at the same time. I think it's a really powerful way of, of approaching things. Thank you. Yeah, great. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, you said something earlier. I, I don't know if you said the word lens, but I will have people in either in webinars or in training to say, okay, stand up and look forward and cup your hands as if you had goggles on, like ski goggles on. Yeah. Put your hands around the ski goggles. And that is the lens in which we see life. Yeah. You know? And so what courage does is to begin to broaden and open up and hopefully eliminate any kind of restrictions in the lens of that person so that yeah. they can be more vulnerable, uh, more true to who they are. Yeah. Because I will tell you, Gina, as an 11th hour hospice volunteer, you you really want to be, be prepared and responsible each day yeah. for transitioning and it doesn't matter about age no. <laughs> you just want to be present in in in, in your life and so i will and, and i can say to your listeners too um is to write down right now what percentage of your life with a little symbols uh, what percentage symbol yeah. what what percentage of your life right now would you say is filled with misgivings or regrets? Yeah. yeah. And you don't want any. No. I mean, living every day as if it's your last, because there's no doubt if somebody yeah. said to you, you've only got a couple of days to live, 
that you would actually grasp those days and make every minute count, wouldn't you? Yes, yes, you would. So you, you know, you you don't want to say, "I wish I'd had more yeah. courage" <laughs> at that point, which is why I wrote an article called "In My Eleventh Hour." I wish I'd had more courage. It's a very up article. What yeah. I uh, what I observed as a hospice volunteer for eight years and then my years of research and courage. It's, it's a very uplifting article to motivate the person to say, yes, I, I need to take charge of that right now. Like I just got it, I just had an email, as you mentioned, I do a free monthly courage newsletter and I got an unsubscribe to a woman from a woman um, that I've been friends with for years. I mean, she, she was she holds a special place in my heart um i have a black vase that i use constantly with fresh flowers and i my heart just kind of sunk i thought she has transitioned and sure enough i got a response i said judy i'm i hope you're doing okay and i got i knew her son and i got an email back from her saying saying she transitioned last november and I just said, you know, Mark, I have so many wonderful stories about your mom and how good she was to me. And, and, and she lived a long life. Um, I don't know how old she was, but it doesn't matter about the age. I mean, I, I lost two friends in yoga that were probably 61 this last, this past few months. Um, life is precious and we want to live in our courage so that we can say, I, 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 this one lady said to me when her father looked up at her in hospice and said, honey, I have no regrets. That's where we want to live and our courage. That is a life well lived, isn't it? Whatever yes. length of life to be able to look back and say, I, I lived a life that, I, that leaves me with no regrets. And yes. I would wish that for anybody. So if people wanted to get hold of you, if people wanted to have a uh, sign up for your um, your newsletter and to know more, where would they find you? Well, first of all, kudos and compliments to you that you said my name right. I mean, <laughs> Walston is a pretty easy name, but 99% of people don't get it, or even my first name for that matter. So it, it's just my name. It's Sandra Walston, W-A-L-S-T-O-N.com is my website. Lovely. And what we'll do is we'll put the details of that um, in the, uh, the recording of this and people get that in their email. I'd like to say a huge thank you today for your time and for your insights. Um, I think living a courageous life is something for us all to be aware of and to aspire to on a, net, on a daily basis. And even if you have a bad day, it doesn't mean that you can't actually live that day with courage. So thank you so much, and um, I look forward to seeing you again. Remember, you can find um, Sandra's stuff on her website, and we'll put the link um, into the comments um, in the email and also with the recording. So thanks very much. You and Gina, if I could just say one closing thing, please, is to please. remember to say, make courage your daily legacy. That's my motto, make courage your daily legacy. That's brilliant. Thank, thank you. you. So, courage. Do you have the courage of your convictions? Do you have the courage to be genuinely, authentically you? To know more about the work that we do in the Thrive Tribe, um, if you're listening to this as a recording, 
um, then please visit genuinely-u.com. That's genuinely, the little hyphen and the word y-o-u.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. This is Gina Gardner from Genuinely You, sending you love and wishing you a courageous life. Thanks very much. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years, of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled, and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.